0: Welcome to episode 21 of Expanding Beyond. It's Saturday evening. Uh, It was a really, really nice day here in Munich today. Uh, I had a lot of unhealthy food, and I guess so did you, Monica, today. (laughs) So we're all ready ready for bed almost with that amount of food, but we thought we would uh, still record our episode. How are you doing today?
1: It was a good day, yes. In terms of food, it was a good day. (laughs) And definitely I am ready to go to bed because to compensate for the food, I was going on the bike back and forth today. So, uh, so at the 15th kilometer, I'm starting to feel, you know, but yeah, otherwise it was an awesome day. Uh, the The weather was uh, back to its normal self uh, for this season, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that usually uh, brings us miles since, you know, a little bit of sun, nice air being out that was good
0: yeah yeah same here although i had to take my hay fever medication because spring is kind of kind of annoying that way but yeah i guess it was was worth it
1: i am lucky i am not allergic to the stuff that you guys have here in germany uh so uh if i'm if i'm back home in italy it's hell Uh, this season is terrible but if i'm here i'll cover
0: (laughs) Mm, that's nice
1: yeah Okay. So today, today it's going to be in, uh, with, with Orban, we were talking a little bit about, you know, changing job and meeting new colleagues and, uh, and, and things like that. So the topic of mental health and, uh, sharing your, uh, yourself with, uh, with the people around you came, came up and we thought that it would be a good, uh, a good topic for an episode since it touches everyone, uh, I would say. As much yeah. as uh, as much as we might not like to admit, or we might not be uh, aware, it touches everyone. What we wanted to make sure, though, uh, today, and this is why I'm doing this intro, is because this is a sensitive topic, and these are our experiences. So this doesn't represent for sure the entirety of the topic and it's something that it's extremely personal and it affects everyone in a slightly different way take whatever we're gonna say with a grain of salt knowing that it's about today is about us and that's why we're talking here Mm -hmm. um but this is an important topic and if you need uh, if you feel that you need help find your own way and find the right people uh to uh to listen to we might not be those
0: so. yeah exactly what might work for us might be the completely a wrong thing to do for you
1: yes yeah. and it depends a lot also on the environment that surrounds you uh, so uh, take care of yourself and be careful and that's exactly where we should start from in my opinion uh speaking of vulnerability in uh I'm of course because of my uh, current role I'm reading a lot about you know how to make connections and how to how to be uh, an empathic and uh, uh, how how would you call it? Um, I'm thinking productive, but that's not the word I'm looking for. And a good good manager that that's probably the best uh, the best way mm-hmm. to describe it. A good manager and a good colleague for for the people uh, that that I work with. And many many times in the literature and also in the resources that you can find online, the topic of showing your true self comes up. Uh, for, for different reasons. One of the main reason is uh, if you show your true self with your uh, faults, with your um, mistakes, with your uh, doubts, it makes you a relatable person because this is the human condition. Everybody goes uh, through uh, hard times. And everybody thinks that they have done the biggest mistake out there. Everybody thinks that uh, they are a fraud, um, beside a couple of people. And usually, you don't want to hang out with those people. But <laughs> that—that's special. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, that—that's exactly the point. Like being vulnerable to that level requires, in my experience, a lot of like it's a little bit counterintuitive, but it requires a lot of, uh, self-confidence.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly.
1: Right. Uh, it's like I'm faulty and that's okay. The times in which, uh, I have found myself having to show a different side of myself, uh, like as if I was, you know, like perfect and, and everything was, uh, was going right. That was, uh, the time in which, uh, Actually, that didn't serve me well and made me feel more alone, less connected with the people uh, around me and actually worse at what I do and the person I am outside of work.
0: Yeah. And and for a team, it is, of course, also uh, much better to know um, how the others are doing, because when 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 it looks like everyone is just doing perfect and then they do something weird in a way or something I don't know in air quotes bad um, then you just have to assume that this was intentional and if -hmm. you know hey that person currently has some kind of problem so you can sort of put that in context and say hey yeah that's probably where this is coming from let's not be let's not be too offended by it yeah
1: absolutely and this goes into my next point it's like you can do this in a way that it's safe, it goes back to the concept of, you know, psychological safety of our environment exactly for this, like the environment and the people around you have to be open for accepting this, um, this behavior. Mm. It's especially for maybe I'm being a bit too arrogant there. You guys can tell me, um, but especially as a, as a leader and as a manager, it's a, it's a very thin line because at the same time you have, you have, and you want to be there. For to be the person people can go to if they have issues and you have to use use but you have to show a little bit of your soft side let's call it this way to encourage others to come to you but sometimes it's not the it's not exactly the the best approach um because there are people that are not receptive to that or I've I've had this conversation not long ago and someone was like how can I go to my manager if I know that they are uh, I have a problem and and they are already in uh, the deep end of the of the of the waters and it's like not not always it's something that it's seen as positive i don't know how how to really it didn't happen to me i think so i don't know how to how i would take it if if something like that would uh, if i would have that Effect on the the people that I uh, that I lead. But that's exactly why I was saying that it's a it's a thin line. Like you you have to be uh, confident enough, but also vulnerable enough. So,
0: yeah, it's probably different than than when you're sort of just just a team member and you can sort of talk about, hey, like me, like when I was saying, hey, I'll be offline. I don't know two hours today because I'm going to therapy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's maybe easier to say when you're amongst equals and as much as you try to be as a manager, I guess you are not 100% equal to the rest of the team, I guess.
1: Uh, it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different setting. Yeah. I don't know how controversial this is, but the team you manage is not your team. It's not the team you belong to. The yeah. team you belong to is the team of your peers those that uh, you, d- you you actually work t- together at the same level of abstraction, let's say. So you can imagine it as other team leads or uh, the PMs, um, design managers, um, the team you lead is uh, is the team you lead. There is a power imbalance there and mm-hmm. your role is different from that of the members of that team.
0: Yeah, and it, it it's really, really depends on the team members how, uh, how important they make this to be, right? Yeah. Because I'm someone who just, I don't know, I freely tell my opinion to anyone, even if he's a manager and even if he's not my manager. That's beautiful. And, and there's others that might be a bit more um, careful and guarded on what, and what they mm. say and what they do.
1: I've noticed, at least again, my experience, Uh, And in this case, I lived it as, uh, the report. It, it was, I had a manager that was very, he looked always very calm, very composed. He always looked like he was the person that knew the most in the room. He knew what he was doing. He knew what, were what was the best decision to take. Uh, he knew how to deal with things. And, uh, that is when I was his report. I was like, I'm, I was, I am to this day, I'm very grateful for the way he conducted himself all the time. When I moved to a uh, manager, though, it was interesting then to me to realize that to some extent, that's a mask.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: an act. It's an act that that person was, uh, was playing to, to give us the right context and uh, to give us the tranquility, the calmness required to do our job. But like mostly anybody else out there, nobody knows what they are doing. <laughs>
0: yes, that is an <laughs> important thing to to remember. Nobody knows what they're doing. It's all just guesswork <laughs> to a certain level. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, so like, again, walking this line in, be- in between being confident and calm and composed and you know showing that it's possible to get out of the woods there's nothing to panic about everything is going to be fine but at the same time every now and then saying oh my god this day is terrible i need to really cut off guys see you tomorrow that is uh that's the balance uh, in my opinion that you always have to uh go and you have to doze uh, here and there
0: yeah yeah that is true
1: for me, it was also an outlet, let's say like it is an outlet that of in a way I'm I am not like you, I'm not able to hide what I think uh, or how I feel. It's an integral part of myself. Um, yeah,
0: plus you're Italian. <laughs> <laughs> exactly
1: like it. It's really hard to, to not show emotions there. <laughs> um, and that helped me building that kind of relationship with my manager and also building a certain kind of relationship, I hope, I think, with the people in uh, in the team I'm leading. Um, and that is evolved, is, is evolved to let go of some things. Um, you cannot keep everything bottled up all the time.
0: Yeah. And it's probably also sort of someone has to take the first step, right? Mm-hmm. If everyone's calm and always composed then of course no one uh, dares to take the first step but if someone does then it sort of takes off the pressure probably for everyone yeah. a bit yes and like you said we're all just humans and sometimes days are just shit <laughs> <laughs> yes or more than just days
1: more than just days yeah so they fundamentally what what helped me was uh i mean sometimes i just you know make a comment or or say something to someone but uh uh, I was also lucky enough to have uh, people that I could reach out to in moments in which I couldn't. Um, I couldn't really take any more <laughs> of what was mm-hmm. going on, and some of those people were uh, also at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh that's the first step. So what I'm what I'm trying to say here is that if we're talking about you know, balancing your emotions and and finding ways to express yourselves and, uh, yourself and yourself uh, and keeping yourself sane, or whatever that means. Definitely having a network of people that you can rely on. Uh, it's uh, it's important. Uh, I mean, I'm stating, I guess, the obvious, but really having having friends and, if possible, having people outside of work that you can that you can talk to and that can make your mind switch off and see that there are other things besides, uh, beside work. In this case, I'm, I'm talking my experience. I haven't been diagnosed for that, but I'm pretty confident that I burned out at the very least one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was lucky because it was not too far from the Christmas holidays. So I had enough time to, uh, at least do a first recovery, <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was good. Uh, but yeah, so fundamentally, what what I notice is that when I do work a lot and I don't have an outlet outside of work, I don't I don't spend time with uh, with my friends, I don't spend time with my partner, uh, I don't do other things outside of work. That is extremely risky. Uh, for uh, for me there are other things you can do you can uh, you can and I would 100% recommend something like that you can find yourself a therapist uh, I am a strong believer that everybody needs a therapist at some point point, uh, and if possible as
0: long as possible <laughs> um, yeah I probably would have disagreed a year ago but not anymore
1: <laughs> oh really
0: yeah how so yeah um I mean, to, to, you have to have um, some level of insight. You you have to do some level mm-hmm. of introspection into what you're doing and why it's working or why it especially isn't working. And if you don't uh, actually think that far, like I did for a long time. And from what I hear from my therapist, a lot of people don't. then mm-hmm. um, you also don't think about the option of, I don't know, talking to someone and trying to figure out why why stuff is happening and, and how to make it all get better.
1: Yeah. I don't know why I, I went to therapy the first time. I mean, I, I remember the reason for the first time in my life, I, I had a moment in which I was panicking about something. It never happened to me. I was like probably 27. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Oh, my God. Um, and that's what scared me. It's like it, it wasn't even that the fact that, that, that happened it's just like, this has never happened to me before. There's something seriously not okay. Yeah. But I don't remember why I went straight to, I'll find a therapist. I'm saying what I was saying that I believe that everybody needs a therapist at some point. And in my opinion, it's not only at some point it's because, um, what I found extremely valuable about therapy and coaching, both of both things, can can work um is that um you have a person that is fundamentally on your side no matter what mm-hmm. and because your interest is their interest despite you like you as a person you have a lot of barriers a lot of um tricks that your your mind your inner self have uh, has put to work, to cope with so many things uh, that you yourself are not always uh, able to see where where you're tripping yourself.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you need some some outside view. Uh, yeah, even if it's just they asking why this is, and you have to explain, and then yes, figuring out why the hell you're even doing this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. But there, I agree also with you, you need a certain level of introspection. And that is something that uh, it's definitely not a given uh, for uh, for everyone. And this doesn't mean that people are stupid because they are not able to be self-aware. Um, it just requires a certain level of uh, maturity. And again, it goes back to vulnerability, in my opinion, being okay with not being okay. Um, it's something that can be cultivated. For sure, yeah. In terms of vulnerability, I was also thinking that um, it's something that, and again, introspection. Uh, these are things that uh, help you immensely at uh, at work too, because they allow yourself to receive feedback, um, to to look more for feedback, and to receive it in a way that it's not endangering to your to your the image you have uh, of yourself
0: yeah i must admit um the biggest problem i problems i had with coworkers were always those that pretended to be perfect and mm-hmm. know everything and that w- who would never admit a mistake and always um, s- s- I don't know if they really thought they were always right but they sort of always gave the impression that they were always right even though it was even even when it was clear to all, everyone else that this wasn't <laughs> true this is just that's one of the things that personally I find super annoying mm. um but it like you said it also doesn't help you grow if you don't learn from your mistakes basically
1: oh yeah uh, there again it's a matter of um how the person is uh the environment they're used to i've noticed that this was more evident from um uh, in people coming from uh, certain industries or with certain backgrounds it's an art also that of giving feedback uh so it's uh, it's something that you can that everybody
0: should be trained to to do <laughs> especially the germans <laughs> <laughs> who are very I mean, I'm I'm trying to be always be nice and um very respectful, but I've also been told by I don't know an English person that I'm sometimes a bit blunt <laughs> with my <laughs> feedback.
1: That is extremely interesting because this is one of the things that, like you know, everybody speaks about diversity and and how uh, we should uh, try to have as diverse as a team as possible. Um, there's a lot that is about us that comes from the culture we belong to, yeah, and that has a, like if you don't have filters for others, it's super easy to get something the wrong way. It's interesting because I was also told I'm pretty blunt um, yeah and, and that's not something that I would uh classify as Italian. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it it, it again it, it sort of comes down to to the team again, right? If if you mm-hmm. are comfortable with the people, if you know that that they are have uh, your best interest in mind, um, if you know how how they feel, then it's also generally not that much of an issue.
1: Like in my personal experience, what what was probably the reason why I I am so air quotes direct is that. I never found pleasant having to rip the band-aid off very slowly. It was always much more pain to do that. <laughs> Metaphorically, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Um, and then I I tried to go straight to the point. But yes, uh, being nice, it, it's not only a, a... It's like many people see it as being um, fake, trying to, you know, like shove something down your throat but uh, while smiling mm-hmm. that's that's not the case in my in my opinions like being nice in these instances is really about i have i'm telling you this because i care about the way we interact and in ultimately i care about you and i'm here to tell you this
0: <laughs> yeah i mean just like in the rest of life uh the worst thing is that the other people that person doesn't care, right? And then mm. they don't tell you anything.
1: Yeah. That's uh there there are some people that are looked at. I think it's it's a matter of finding the, the right key. Sometimes you don't you don't have the time, you don't have it's also not your responsibility. You shouldn't be you shouldn't feel like you are responsible for others' people's feelings.
0: Yes, one of the big points of my therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, in the end, it came down to one of that was one of my big outcomes that you can feel bad about um, how other people feel or how they have issues, but essentially, you this is not your responsibility.
1: And this was something that I was told when, uh, uh, when so in my company, we uh, we have um, a, a tool to provide a uh, three sixty feedback. For the people out there that don't know, 360 feedback is a way of uh, assessing uh, yourself by asking your co-workers in however position, whichever position they are, role, team, whatnot. So this is a 360 feedback because it's not only about your skills and uh, your strengths and your weaknesses, but also as many people as possible around you, giving you that kind of feedback. Um, and, uh, when we started having this, uh, this tool available for, uh, for us, the recommendation from, uh, the people in uh, the people operations that were responsible for helping us going through the first uh, round, uh, was that feedback is the other person perception of you. So everything that you read, it's, you have to understand that it's, yourself through the lens of someone else Mm -hmm. and whatever it's in there you have all the right to incorporate but also you have the right to say and this is not relevant this is not valid but you have to put your defenses down and uh, try to accept as much as possible what's in there because this is how people perceive you and as much as I agree that it's not your responsibility how other people feel about you, not caring about, and here I'm literally saying not caring, about other people's opinion. It can make you strong in certain ways, um, but it also, I think it can hinder your uh, your ability to work with others because it's um, people's, we are. <laughs> it's like, this is the... <laughs> We are social animals. We live and breathe hierarchy. We live and breathe groups, teams, families, um, relationships. And as humans, that is fundamental to our nature. And ignoring that fact is extremely risky for, as you said, noticing that people don't care about what you say doesn't make you well, uh, well disposed, uh, towards working with them uh, and therefore this is a problem when it comes to if we're talking about work productivity or uh having a good mood into the team uh reaching yeah. certain results
0: yeah and it always comes back to self-confidence i'd say because if you're not self-confident enough then it's sort of hard to again uh, admit that maybe you are actually mistaken if, mm-hmm. if there are multiple people Uh, uh, perceiving something that you know is not true of yourself probably but maybe you are something that sort of uh, gives gives the perception that this is the way it is and unfortunately you are the only person you have control over yes (laughs) i can change
1: (laughs) yeah not not many of us uh, can control other people
0: i agree as a parent especially
1: (laughs) (laughs) i was i was waiting for that and it goes back to uh, to the concept of uh, growing. If you don't look for the aspects of you that you can uh, improve, how can you grow as a person?
0: Um, yeah, be it inside or outside of work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes that growth is kind of painful.
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is. What I found liberating was that uh, every now and then, it's like actually admitting that I am faulty in X or that I have this, uh, uh, I did this thing out of pettiness or uh, I was an asshole in that response that I get, uh, that, that answer that I give to someone. It's actually then something that I can set aside and, uh, what I've done, I've done. I can do something else now. Mm-hmm. So it allows me to go forward. It's like if it's something that I don't like about myself, that I don't like doing, I can actively work to stop doing that. And if it's something that I cannot correct because it happened, then it happened. And I can't change it. And it's, it, it doesn't accompany me. It doesn't make me feel guilty in the in the long run
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean everyone makes mistakes um owning Mm -hmm. up to them is the important part i guess yes yeah for sure yeah so sort of related to that i guess i mean i admit i only listened to the first episode is that podcast the housework Ah. right sort of roughly ties into that into that whole theme of that even though we are at work we are still just humans And yes, uh, we bring basically our baggage with us. And yeah, you can't expect everyone to leave their emotions back home and just be, um, I don't know, automata (laughs) at work. Absolutely. Basically,
1: it's it's definitely about that. Like each one of us has uh, its own history, his or hers or uh, own history. And furthermore, I've, what I found fascinating about that podcast is that the therapist that is having that podcast, she is actually a, an expert in couples therapy. And she tries to apply the same uh, or similar patterns to uh, solve issues between um, co-workers. Imagine like co-founders of startups, uh, of, of companies, because, again, these are relationships, and mm-hmm. this was something that I was really annoyed by when uh, we had a couple of uh, discussions in, in the office with some people. And uh, I was like, let's have a retrospective. Let's have a session for our group so that we can talk about not the issue that we are discussing right now, the operational issue, but what in our behavior caused that issue. Why are we angry with each other? Why do we talk to each other in in a certain way? Why are we not able to, uh, you know, like give each other a hand? And uh, a couple of times I had people in different settings. I was like, yeah, but uh, what is this? A couple's therapy? I was like, fuck yes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) Mm. That's what it's supposed to be. Because... In between the many couples you will have uh, in your your life, this is a pair of people. Couple, that's exactly what it means. It's a pair of people having to deal with each other for long enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it is different. If you try to discuss stuff between yourselves or if you have someone else. Yeah. Even if they just listen and ask one or two questions. It's somehow... I mean, I did couples therapy with... With my wife and it's somehow that setting is so different that even if you if you basically say the same things you would say to each other the it's the outcome is completely different it's really weird
1: yeah again i think in that case it's because there's an external moderator let's call it this way right that can break the usual dynamics and uh, that brings then a it gives wiggle room to uh to the people in the room to uh to get out of the usual of the usual schemes the the usual structures uh, that uh, that you have in that case again go and listen to uh, Esther Perel even the podcast she also has a podcast for the couples therapy um and the way she goes straight to the heart of the problem it's fascinating <laughs> and and i think it's it's a like you know, like back in the days, people were learning how to do a job by looking at masters. And especially when you are in a, again, in a leading position as a manager, you need to learn how to coach people because that is in in certain settings and in industry now it's part of your job. Um, looking at how this person when goes straight to the point and uh, brings things to light without being judgmental, it's incredible to briefly go back, uh, to, um, to the, to the concept of, uh, what I was saying before, uh, you know, like as a, as a manager, you need to learn how to coach and you are the person that you hope people will come to when they have problems. It's your part of your responsibility is to look after the people in your team and make sure that they have they are in the right mindset, they don't feel overwhelmed by work and so on and so forth. It makes this job extremely, in my opinion, and that's again my how my take. It makes this job very it's uh, emotional is the wrong word, but it's it can be emotional exhausting um mm-hmm. because you have to put so much of yourself in there. Uh, and you have to take a lot out of the other person. Therefore, taking care of your uh, mental health as a manager is even probably more important than doing it in your personal life. Um, because if you're not able to uh, to have that kind of balance yourself, it's impossible to do that for the people in your team. If you are drowning, you can't help others. Mm. And very often, our people operation have uh, people have uh, used the uh, the metaphor of the oxygen mask. It was like when you are on a plane, your first duty is to put the mask for the oxygen on yourself if something goes wrong, and then take care, take care of others. Um, yeah. And in this case, it's exactly the same. So taking care of yourself in this case, finding the ways for you to get out of that, uh, uh, rut. So what is that makes you feel good in my case tonight was having dinner with a bucket of ice cream. That's (laughs) what I needed today. And that's what I did. Um, I was feeling off the whole day and I was like, okay, whatever. It's going to be that and a movie, nothing productive today. And that's important. It's just as important as being productive. (laughs)
0: yeah it's only that what in the end is going to make you productive
1: yes so take care of yourself in terms of uh, sleep if you cannot sleep that's how I, I was going through a few months in which I couldn't sleep or I could sleep very little or it was bad because I was waking up during the night and whatnot. and the quality of my work went south so fast so fast I was irritable. I wasn't uncooperative. um, I was uh, distracted. Um, It was probably was a nightmare to work with me in that moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm not the kind of person that usually does this. So um, sleep, eat, um, have fun, do other things, find the things that mean self care for you. And it's not about being self-centered but really this concept of you are as important as others
0: yeah i mean it can be pretty pretty exhausting when you're sort of the the person that is responsible for or taking care at best let's say like that of everyone else yeah and i guess as a team member i don't know that's that's different of course for everyone again uh, but at least for me it was kind of helpful too. To try to be the person who, I don't know, at least open up a tiny bit saying, hey, I'm not, like I said, I'm not uh, going to be here today for two hours because I'm going to therapy. And being that first person who is vulnerable, sometimes it's, it's also nice for the team because in that one instance, then, I don't know, it was weeks and months later as well. And someone else also uh, told us about uh, what he's going through. And That's I awesome. guess that also helped. Also helped him. Hopefully, yeah. And of course, it's also nicer for the team then again because then you know why that person is then maybe where he says, "Ah, I'm. I will be off uh, today in the afternoon," and you don't know what's why. And then you think, "Oh, but we have this deadline, and why is he not working now?" And then you can know, all put all. You can put that all into context, and then it's also much un, more understandable to you.
1: This is one of the things I'm super grateful for that. We live at in in this day and age, um, where it's not yet to the level I would like, but it's much more acceptable than twenty years ago to uh to say that uh you are going through a rough patch and that you are looking for help it's like this thing that we give each other's permission to be not okay makes life a little bit more bearable,
0: yeah. I mean, at least um, our couple's th- therapist said that generally this, at least in Germany, is sort of normal and expected that people didn't open up because, well, still because of, of the world war. Because really? It, yes. Apparently those traumas, they get passed down generations, like apparently in the third generation, which would be me. Mm-hmm. You slow- it's a lot of slowly... <laughs> Uh, fading away but this is a very very long-term effect
1: that's fascinating but yeah that's again everybody has their own baggage Um, and the way we grow up hasn't i mean again it's another duh uh, but has a big impact on uh, who we are Um, Mm and what i can say is for example like so uh, i have sister. And uh, we are very close to a couple of cousins. They are also sisters. And we talk about everything. Like we basically talk every day about everything that goes through our minds. And uh, what we noticed over time was that um, all of us in different formats and in slightly different ways, but we were presenting the same form of um, worrying, having anxiety and uh, uh reacting uh to uh, certain behaviors in a certain way and all of these were very these were really like clear patterns that were coming from how our mothers that our sisters are behaving and how their family uh, uh was behaving like the dynamics yeah. are going through generations uh, in uh, in such a impactful and unchanged way like you don't even know why you are behaving in a certain way it's just how you have always seen things happening
0: yeah yeah and 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 of course that's that's also the danger because you never question that stuff right yeah i mean obviously there's there's only so much you can change uh but uh at least maybe knowing where stuff is coming from is already helpful and might be a first step towards I don't know, working on at least some of it. I mean, there's always the things that are just too deep uh, that you can't really change. And they just have to evolve, I guess, ways to, to cope with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently working on my diagnosis of, uh, of ASD, so autism mm-hmm. spectrum disorder. And there's only so much uh, where you can, how you can change yourself to be, I don't know, in air quotes, normal. And yeah. Airports. Otherwise, you just have to figure out why which things are hard for you and how you can, as a family or stuff like that, cope with it.
1: Yeah, it, uh and it's also okay to accept some things; it, they are part of you.
0: Yeah. I mean, on the other hand, there's also of the positive stuff that comes with it, right? So oh, there's yes. there's one one of the things of ASD is that you get very obsessive about certain things, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm such a good programmer. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, I just, as a as a young adult, I spend hours and hours on the computer.
1: Yeah. So. That was not long ago. I was listening to a podcast and they were, oh, what did they say? They named the specific things hypervigilance. And when they were describing hypervigilance, I was like, that's me. Like, and for those that don't know, like hypervigilance means that because the environment in your uh, family in your wherever you grew up was unstable as a child you always had to try and read the room and try to figure mm-hmm. out what was going on why the person was behaving that way and in order to react as fast as possible to the situation and in hindsight again not diagnosed no nothing but my thought is that I am so good at reading other people and I'm um, being, this is not only my opinion, I've been told I'm good at that, at, at being empathic and building connections because I had to be very well aware of what was going on in the room. Why is my mom reacting that way? Why is she upset now? What is happening with that? Blah, blah, blah. In all these things together then make me the apparently the good manager that I am when talking with people. Mm. I, I have other things that I'm not good at, I swear.
0: So <laughs> don't we all?
1: <laughs> exactly. Like don't take this as like oh I'm a good manager. That's so cool. Uh, it's like in certain aspects I'm good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's it's just sometimes it's really helpful to, to put it on, into co- your behavior into context and mm-hmm. say, hey, this is something that not I am only the one who is experiencing this, and I'm sort of I don't know abnormal in a way, yeah. but this is something that many people have, and that's that's why it's okay basically.
1: Exactly. So to me, that's the that's the reason why I I share so much about myself and why I'm curious about others. And why I think that uh, this way of uh, conducting yourself and, and showing that you are a full person is uh, what is, is a game changer uh, in terms of uh, how we live with others and, and we work with others because it is normal. Everybody is going through some shit at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay.
0: Yeah. And we spend too much time at work to, to make it miserable. I mean, sometimes, of course, there's stuff that you can't avoid. And it has to be said that we are very, very lucky in the way that we can structure Mm -hmm. our jobs like that and sort of make demands in in a way in that direction. Not everyone can. That's, of course, Very true. true. But if you can, then you should at least try to to make it as nice as possible for everyone.
1: Yeah, and my hope is that as an industry, we can be... uh, Trailblazers also in that show the way that you know it's possible to be more human, more humane also uh, uh, at work, and it doesn't have to be a shark tank all the time.
0: Uh, yeah
1: <laughs> like seriously, we, like, we, we spend and we will spend for quite some time, still eight hours a day, five days a week with these people. and if you make your life miserable. And the life of others, misers. Like, what's why? Like, what's the gain there?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Jesus, I still have twenty-five years before I retire. I don't want to <laughs> live through a nightmare. Oh, you for don't that know long. how many.
0: <laughs> you don't know how many it's going to be. Yeah, once just we are that old, right?
1: For now, yes. <laughs> it's
0: like <laughs> at least minimum. Minimum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think this is a very nice place to to end this episode. And maybe next time we will come back with some something on the other side, more technical. Mm-hmm. We might do a review of 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 the Ruby Days. Oh right? yes, there yes, was a that. lot of fun stuff to talk about,
1: and also a talk about mental health. Yes, what
0: exactly? It it it. Do we have? I don't know. Maybe we can sort of uh, at least find his book mm-hmm, for sure, right? So this was uh, how was the book called? I don't know. This was by Casey Watts. We'll put Casey it. Casey Watts. Yes, we'll put. It in the
1: show yes, Put it in the show notes
0: if you are a person who is okay with self self-help books mm-hmm. which not everyone is like me <laughs> <laughs> because most of them are basically you can sum them up in 10 pages and the rest is just fluff true um, but i don't know for other people this is just it works for them and it's also okay
1: some work some don't some are just too much fluff yeah but there's there's a few that are that are good
0: yeah all right monica so i will let you go to bed
1: okay same
0: and i will probably i probably should go to bed soon as well because school is starting again on monday and i'm the one who has to get up in the mornings <laughs> <laughs> that's okay all right so it was nice nice talking to you about that stuff as always and if anyone has any feedback for us you can of course uh, reach us at house at expandingbeyond.it and if you really enjoyed it then of course it would be highly appreciated if you shared the episode with friends on where your social platforms or in any way that you can think of. And where can people find you Monica?
1: People can find me on Twitter at kfmolly with an I and uh, you can find me on GitHub and on Dev2 as uh, nearnet. you can also find me on my website me. it's, uh, it's it there sounds,
0: that's your rapper name
1: <laughs> I know right <laughs> <laughs> but it's up and running people I did it
0: nice nicely done All right, and you can find me on twitter as well as UJH um, and the other links are in the show notes because I don't use the rest very much <laughs> alright uh, thanks everyone for listening and bye 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 people